everyone, it's Cassie with The Happy Thinker. I am so happy to be with you here today on this podcast, and I am excited about the topic, so let's get into it. Okay, my friends, so today's topic is about what no longer serves us. So today's podcast really has to do with survival mode in times of crisis or times of great storms that um, swarm over our lives. And as humans, that happens consistently all the time, whether big storms or small. When things kind of disrupt our normal and cause us great amounts of pain, anxiety, or fear, our body jumps into a survival mode of learning to try and cope with the things we are feeling, trying to numb or buffer the things we are feeling, or just try to do whatever it feels like it needs to do to keep us sane and to keep us alive. So our minds jump into this fight or flight response of do we fight this head on? And if we fight this, how do we do that? And then flight as in fleeing from our own emotions and our own feelings because sometimes the things in our lives are not runnable you know not outrunnable rather you can't always outrun the kinds of things that come over your life and some of them happen so unexpectedly some of them happen in the blink of an eye your whole life changes and some of these disruptions that are highly traumatic situations leave us with memories afterwards of how we survived And I want to talk about that today. This is a topic for me that is very personal and very close to my heart because I know what it is like to have all of these leftover responses from a time period in which I was in great distress. And I want to help you overcome if you are finding yourself in the same situation where you have faced a storm or you know one day you will face a storm and you don't want to be left over with these responses that may have helped you in the time period that you were in help you survive and move forward and stay sane but now don't serve you because something that happens with our minds when we are in the state of survival is we put up all of these guards and barriers against things that we can't really tolerate or take right at that moment so a lot of times when you're in great trauma or distress, your brain is so focused upon trying to understand your pain, trying to move out of your pain, trying to feel something other than pain, that it has literally no energy to put in towards other things. So it puts up boundaries to protect itself from letting anything else in because it literally does not have the time or resources to deal with it. And anyone who's been in great distress or trauma can definitely attest to this, that you feel exhausted all the time. You feel like your body is just too worn out to even You don't even have the time to deal with new relationships or trying new things or making new friends. But when you come out of that trauma, when you are out of the storm that has surrounded your life and everything that you've went through, it's time to level up. You don't need to stay in survival fighting for your life because you need to go out there and live your life, win it back from the surviving time. Your brain did its job. You can look at the thought processes and the things that it put in place to protect you and thank it for that time period. I don't want you to feel like 
your responses to distress or trauma are wrong. Everybody copes with that differently. And there is nothing wrong with the way that your body chose to do it. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it serves you any longer. Let go of old patterns that used to keep you safe in the fear that you won't be safe. Because when the storm is past, it's time to live your life. And in order for you to live your life, you have to choose to manage your mind in the way to break old habits that no longer serve you. So I want to jump into like a couple of tips and tricks that have worked for me in breaking old life patterns that used to help me out and acknowledging that they used to help me out. So I think it's really um, beautiful to not only try to upgrade yourself, evolve in a, in a way that is serving you, in a way that helps make your life a happy, full life, but I think it is also noteworthy to thank past self for the ability to keep you safe, to thank your past self for all that it put in. I did an exercise just recently where I looked back on my past self and I literally said, I'm sorry that you had to go through that and I I can see how hard that was for you. That was really hard and you were really brave for going through that. I used to have trouble acknowledging that I was brave. I used to have trouble acknowledging that I was strong because I didn't feel that way in the midst of my storm. And coming out of the storm, I didn't necessarily feel that way either. I felt like I was just human. Everybody has to go through something and and you have to learn to figure out how to survive if you're going to live, if you're going to breathe, if you're going to be better, if you're going to have a whole new life. So I never used to think about it for very much because I, I felt um, selfish. It felt wrong to because my pain isn't any greater than anyone else's in this world and there's plenty of other people who have had much more traumatic things. But I want you guys to give yourselves permission to not have to justify your pain but instead acknowledge that it was there. If you've ever been through something that left a mark on your heart, then it's valid doesn't have to be huge in comparison to anybody else you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else's struggle you don't have to be like well they went through something way worse than me so I have no right to these feelings you may not feel like you have the just right to your feelings but that didn't mean you didn't feel it so I want you to give yourself permission to simply acknowledge how you felt and then let it go you don't have to stay there Some people think it's very hard to look back on their feelings. Um, And I want to say something on that topic as well. If it's hard for you to look back on your past feelings and you think you might get lost in that black hole of emotions and black hole of past memories and trauma, if you can't look back on your past, then you probably haven't dealt with it. I just want to kind of throw that out there. It's not trying to shame you or make you feel like you have to because everyone does that in their own time. But I want you to kind of stretch your ability and stretch your belief in yourself. You are a lot braver than you know. And you are able to overcome so much more than you realize. You are not fragile and you are capable of looking back at the past you and simply thanking it 
for its ability to help you in that time period. And then you don't have to stay. No one says if you look back on your past emotions, past feelings, or past traumas that you have to stay there. You have the choice and the ability to say, no, I am stronger, I am better, and I want more. I thank it for what it did for me then. Now let's move into a way that serves me better. Mindsets that serve me better. Habits that serve me better. So that's what I want to talk about now. I'm going to go ahead and move past that point and help us evolve. I'm going to give you a couple things that have helped me evolve, move out of survival and more into living because that's what I want for the world is you to stop feeling like mediocre, stop feeling like just out of pain is enough because I don't know that it is. I think we were made for more. We were destined for more than just out of pain, just not feeling what we felt before, just surviving. I think we were made for much more. I think it's time to level up, that we don't need to be like so focused on as long as we're not in pain, that's good enough. I mean, is it? Is that how life should be? As long as we're not in pain, that's good enough? I don't want to live that way. And I know many people who may not quite feel like they can live any bigger, but I want to be here to encourage you and show you that it's possible to live bigger because I've been doing it. The past couple of weeks, I have moved forward in huge leaps and bounds, but even before that, I started living a life that I actually liked and still acknowledging that I had a life before this that I didn't really like and a life before this that was really painful for me A lot of my past is very painful for me, and I acknowledge that all that is part of me, but it's not the life I live now. It's not the way I want my brain to work now, and those things will crop up sometimes. The disservice type thought patterns that were old thought patterns and old ways of thinking and old ways of reacting to situations with defense and all of these barriers to protect my heart. And the thing is, is sometimes when you go through a great trauma, You decide, even without knowing, you almost vow to yourself to never let it happen again. So by putting up all these walls to protect yourself in different areas, you think you're doing yourself a service because you're preventing pain. But is that really living just to be out of pain, just not to feel pain? I don't think so. And the thing about it is, is this just truth? This statement I'm about to tell you is just the truth. You cannot live a life that is full and abundant and beautiful without taking some sort of risk. There is no reward without some sort of risk. And to risk for happy, to risk for at peace, to risk to live a bigger, more full and abundant life is worth it even if you experience small ounces of pain. Pain is the 50-50 thing of life. The human experience is half pain, half half happiness, and the happiness means more because of the pain. So when you understand that it's not always supposed to be daisies and roses all the time, and there will be moments of great pain, but that pain is appropriate in certain moments, we may ask ourselves sometimes, well, why did this have to happen to me? 
well, why didn't it have to happen to you? You're human, and every single human on this planet will have something in their lives that happened to them that they're like, well, why me? Why not you? You're human. Why are you the exception? You're not. The human experience is half pain, and that's why so many people try to buffer or numb the pain. But wouldn't you rather live a happy life, a good life, instead of numbing a bad life to pretend it's happy? So these are the things that have helped me move forward out of just surviving and truly deciding to live. I'm no longer going to be that person that is a victim to my past. I never viewed myself as a victim to my past, but I lived it and I didn't even know it. Many times I would, now that I've been doing a lot of deep thought work and a lot of mind work and trying to really utilize my brain's capacity to understand the world and interact with the world and produce great results in my life. Now that I've been doing that thought work and have been for almost a year now, Even before I found life coaching and health coaching and all of that, I was already starting to do that mind work. I just didn't know that's what I was doing. But when I started to really dig deep and not and and not shy away from feeling my feelings and not shy away from acknowledging my pain and not shy away from um, realizing the core yucky truths about myself like many places I was numbing with different various things like I smoked cigarettes for a while um, and I did that in hiding for a while and then I started to smoke more openly because I was simply trying to numb some pain take some edge off and people will argue that that doesn't do that but it is it's just another numbing agent and I think that's what all humans try to do when you experience pain all you want to do is get out of it You don't want to feel it, but the true way to healing is feeling the pains that you feel and then moving through them. You feel them, you acknowledge them, you move through them. And if you stop that process and stuff and numb, then what you're doing is masking your pain, your internal warning responses, you're turning them off. You know, let's say your house was on fire. If your house was on fire and your fire alarm went off, you wouldn't want to muffle your fire alarm to pretend the fire isn't there. Like, if you don't acknowledge the fire, the fire's not there. Like, if we if we pretend the fire's not there, it's fine. It hasn't got to this room yet, so we'll go over here to this room. You would never do that. Well, what you're doing when you numb your feelings and your um, pain responses and the feelings that we have and the little sensors inside our bodies that say hey something's wrong (laughs) and we may know something's wrong but we don't want to acknowledge that that is our life that that is something that we have to deal with because we think it's always supposed to be daisies and roses and when it's not our brain says oh no I don't have the capacity to deal with this I'm not strong enough for this but it's just not true your brain may automatically have that response but you have the ability to say to your brain well that's just not true you're a liar And your brain will lie to you all the time. Your brain will say you're not strong enough. Your brain will say you're not pretty enough. Your brain will say you're not um, smart, smart enough to deal with this. Your brain will say you don't have the courage to do this. Your brain will say you've never done it before, so why would you do it now? If you've never done it before, doesn't mean you can't do it now. And this is why when you're little, you don't say, well, I've never walked before, so can't do it. You just try and you fall and you try and you fall and you get back up. So the thing is, is when we're numbing our pain responses, we are doing a disservice to ourselves and staying in survival mode. 
If your house was on fire, you'd never muffle the fire alarm so that you just didn't acknowledge the fire. You'd look for the fire, where the fire came from, and put out the fire. <laughs> and maybe not in that order. You'd put out the fire first, and then look from where it came from so that it never happens again. And then you'd clean up the ashes, and you'd clean up the mess. That's what we do when we manage our minds. So we acknowledge there was a fire. That fire burned many things. Those things we may have to mourn the loss of a little, but then we clean them up. We don't just sit with them. We don't sit with a half-burned house. We choose to rebuild. And that's what I want you guys to do with your lives, especially if you've gone through something very traumatic or you've gone through something that impacted you and left a scar that was traumatic to you. You don't have to validate that to anyone else. If it affected you, then it affected you. But you don't have to stay there. That's the thing. Everyone is entitled to the fact that they may have been through something and it may have left a mark, but they don't have to stay there. I don't choose to stay there and I don't want you to choose to stay there. So now that I've used like 15 minutes of our time talking about my truth in this, I now want to give you some real advice. So stand by as I find these beautiful tips to share with you right now. tips on moving out of survival and into real living and I definitely was ultra aware um, of me trying to live a better life but sometimes in doing so we're actually just fighting old feelings we're like we want to get out of pain we want to get out of pain and so we're not actually like healing we're just fighting for our lives so we're still surviving but these are some things that helped me actually live so my first tip for you seems like a very simple one but I swear to you it will change your life if you're wanting to move past just surviving and even if you've not experienced something super traumatic but maybe your life just feels boring or mundane and you know that you're not really living you're just kind of surviving you may not have survived through something, but you're just surviving. This one is a tip for you. It is wake up happy. So this is harder than it looks for most people. Most people have the ability to wake up when their alarm goes off or, or wake up on the regular, but maybe not wake up super early. And even when they do wake up, they rush to the coffee or they groggily get out of bed or you stay in bed for a few extra minutes wishing you could still sleep more. Most people are like that. Most people are so consumed with the comfort and want to sleep that they don't even really want to get up out of bed. And I understand when your body doesn't feel rested that that's an automatic human response. But remember, we're training our brain. So your brain's going to tell you stay comfortable, stay in pleasure, stay numb because that's easier, that takes less effort, because that seems like it's going to keep us safe and comfortable, but really that's putting us in misery. Waking up happy is about finding a routine for you. You need to find a routine also that take you take your time with, so you don't want to be rushing up out of bed to go to work or rushing up out of bed to go do whatever you have to do. Um, and begrudgingly feeling like you have to get out of your nice comfortable bed. So you want to take your time. Learn to wake up earlier so you have more time to be able to do the things that you need and add these new things into your routine. 
a couple things you can do for your routine is as soon as you wake up, journal everything in your brain because it like starts you off with a clean slate. Don't judge it. Don't decide, oh, that doesn't need to go on the paper. Literally just anything that's in your brain goes on paper. And then you, sometimes some people like to throw that paper away because they just kind of want to clear out their brain. Others want to dive deeper into what what they have in their brain and do that work, but that's for another time. You want to wake up happy because you want to clear your brain of any negativity because sometimes we can automatically wake up in a bad mood. If you wake up happy every day, you start your day with possibilities that you didn't when you woke up negative. Woke up thinking all the things you have to do or woke up about thinking about yesterday. Stop waking up and thinking about yesterday and tomorrow. Start waking up thinking about today. What possibilities can today hold in a positive way? So another great practice is gratitude when it comes to waking up happy. List three, four things that you're grateful for for that very day. Um, another great thing is if you're into yoga, yoga is a really good mindful practice that you could start in the morning. Um, taking a longer shower all by itself can help. Waking up and not rushing through your shower, but actually enjoying the way the shower feels or taking some extra time to do something you enjoy in the morning. If you're a female, maybe doing, or even a male for that matter, doing yourself a facial in the morning. Those can be very enjoyable, very relaxing, and actually can start your day off great. So like getting one of those quick two, three minute face masks, putting it on in the morning and then rinsing it off in the shower or before you hop in the shower can make your face feel amazing and your body feel amazing doing something you like. So if you're trying to lose weight and your end game is not to feed into your um, indulgence, then this one I don't suggest for you, but it's something just to start your day with kind of like a little happy burst. Get yourself the individual wrapped chocolates, whatever flavors you like, the individual ones, or maybe not chocolate, but individual, um, something just, just that makes you happy, just a small something, and just every morning, now don't get in the habit of doing this throughout the day, just every morning have one piece, one small piece of it in the morning, just kind of be like, oh, good morning, and it can be like a small treat to yourself. Literally give yourself permission to love on yourself a little bit in the morning before you start your day. Because when you do that, when you show yourself some love and some respect in the morning, you start to set yourself up for a very happy day. If you have a partner, wake up and kiss your partner. Even if you're pissed off at them, kiss your partner. Um, So anything you need to do to start an actual routine, if you're an artist, be able to get up in the morning and just sketch and not judge your sketching. Like, don't judge whether it turns out good or bad. Literally just sketch. It may make you feel great to not put that pressure on, but to do something you love in the morning. Or if you like to read, wake up and read a chapter of your favorite book before you start your day. Now, if you like fantasy reading, I don't suggest doing that because sometimes what happens is we get sucked into that fantasy world and we don't want to come back out and we're like, oh, we have to start our day. But And also another thing is keep the mindset of when you're done with those little things that make you happy in the morning, it's not that you have to leave them to go to your, your life, the things that are required or necessary. Instead, think of it as 
just another part of your day. So, oh, that part of my day was great. I get to move into the rest of my day. Start it with actual thankfulness for the fact that you have a job or thankfulness that you have kids or thankfulness that you have the ability to clean the house. Cleaning the house may not be fun, but you at least have the cleaning products to do it. Some people don't have that. So start it with this attitude of I get to, not I have to. And that will make you much happier. Start a morning routine. Takes 30 days, so don't give up. Start a morning routine. That can change everything when moving out of survival and actually living. Because you can learn that, hey, I don't have to wake up in this mode of I have to make sure I get everything done to survive. I have to make sure I put up my guards. You actually wake up with more ease. Number two, try something new. New things can be scary and our brain pushes back from this. And if you're definitely not an adventurous person, this can be a difficult one for you. But I highly suggest it. Taking a class, trying something you've always wanted to try, picking up a hobby, spending more time with a friend than you normally do. Trying something new. When you try something new, you start to open up your mind to new possibilities for your new life. Especially if whatever you've went through was traumatic and you want to start over. Over, trying new things even if they don't work out then you're like oh I got to try that and you move on trying new things can open up new avenues for you to start living instead of just surviving because you find something you enjoy or are passionate about okay next one is make sure on your day-to-day when you're going through life you call yourself out when you have a behavior or a response to something that you're not that you don't particularly like, don't just sugarcoat that or justify it away. Acknowledge that it was there. Don't beat yourself up about it, but acknowledge that it was there and then dig a little deeper. Do a little self-study on, hey, where did this come from? Is this a leftover response from before? And if it is, then you need to do some thought work in that area. Look up people who have done thought work in that area. Look up... um, books and self-help stuff to to work on that one thing because the thing is is you don't change your life in an instant that's not how it works your whole life can be changed by something in an instant but you and your mind and thought work is a slow process so you have to be patient with yourself when you catch these things but it's important that you pay attention your awareness catches them because if you don't catch them then they're flying under the radar and that new self and new perspective that you want will not come to full fruition because you've not dealt with all these little leftover things that you kind of let slide and didn't even realize it. But give yourself the time needed to be able to process through those things. And maybe not in that moment, but jot it down, a mental note of, hey, I need to come back to that. Even if you have to make a note in your phone of just like the quick blip of something you caught, a response, behavior, or feeling that you're not sure where it came from or you don't like where it came from, you know exactly where it came from, but you need to change it, jot it down and come back to it when you can. But just make sure you're calling yourself out. Call yourself on your shit to be uh, blunt (laughs) and use a little French. I apologize. (laughs) But just call yourself out. Don't let those things slide. Now, don't be hard on yourself. Give yourself appropriate time to deal with it because it takes time. But definitely call yourself. Don't let those things slide. The next one is feed yourself some material other than your daggone emotions, thoughts, and crazy behaviors. So 
this seems a little contradictory because I know we're all about acknowledging our feelings and our thoughts on this podcast, but something that I notice when you come out of survival mode is that sometimes you're you're surviving and everything that surrounds whatever trauma it is what you went through is all encompassing. That's all you can think about. That's all that's on your brain. It's always popping back up. So something really good when you're no longer surviving a storm, you've moved out of it, you can still stay stuck in that area. So something good to do is try to move yourself out of it by feeding yourself material on the kind of life you actually want, not the kind of life you're living because of your past traumas. So start feeding yourself books and podcasts and music and art and all of these things that you want to create more of in your life start feeding yourself that material by doing that and feeding more of that into your life you start to acknowledge that more and you become more of that now don't do this in a way where you're numbing out your other feelings it's a balance between acknowledging your past feelings and moving through them and feeding new things in to create a new life you don't want to use it as a numbing buffering effect you simply want to use it to create the life that you want and the last part of this is have fun with those new ideas dream that is my last tip to you is don't forget to dream because a lot of times when we go through a trauma we completely forget we have the option to dream about a different life and we have the ability to make that different life we have been living so long and surviving that we forget that living is an option Don't forget that living is an option. Dream for big things, incredibly impossible things, and have fun with it. Think if there were no limitations, what could you do? Have fun. Like, genuinely enjoy the process. Don't make it so serious. I think one of the main things that is wrong with self-development in this time period is I think there's some super innovative, wonderful techniques out there and people pushing the boundaries of mind work and thought work and self-improvement and living your best life. I think people are pushing the boundaries, but they take it so seriously that they forget to have fun. Use some humor, have some fun, dream really, really big. That has helped me tremendously. When I could let go of being so serious all the time, I realized life is worth being light with sometimes. It's good to sometimes shake off all that heavy and just be a little more light. The heavy is still there. It's still worth acknowledging, but being light, humorous, and having fun with life is part of living. And that's definitely not part of surviving. So adding more fun more enjoyment with humor in your life is always a good thing so those are my tips guys wake up happy try new things call yourself out on your stuff don't let behavior slide feed more materials into your life that are for the life you want and do it with a happy humorous fun heart do it lightly you know when you stumble and fall giggle about the fact that you screwed up because you're a human Do the work you need to do so you don't do it again and then move forward. Move out of surviving and into living. You deserve to live, not just survive. 
Okay, guys, I know this podcast has been extra long today, but I thank you so much for being with me today in all of this. And I hope if you like this and want to hear more, please give me that feedback. I love all of you so much, my wonderful listeners, and I will see you again on Saturday. I have another podcast coming out. I've recorded like three of them just today, so they'll be filtering out and published real soon. You guys are awesome. Thank you for joining Cassie here on The Happy Thinker, and I will see you again soon.